0: What's up, guys? My Take Radio, episode 353, powered by Rageworks, broadcasting live Thursday, Thursday, (laughs) Wednesday, July 20th, 2016. I'm your host, Rich, and our call-in number is 347-324-3541. Again, that call-in number 347-324-3541. If this is your first time tuning into My Take Radio, My Take Radio is a variety show that airs every Wednesday and Thursday, usually at 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific. On Wednesday nights, we cover MMA and wrestling. Thursdays, we shift focused and talk about gaming and entertainment. As always, you can watch, listen, and chat by heading over to mtrlive.com. And you can also watch the video stream on Twitch. Excuse me. Vaughn Live. uh, Stream up. Restream, and a host of other video providers, including YouTube Live. Now, there are a couple of things that are slightly different. Now, obviously, uh, audio live, live audio is pumped out via Mixler. and then the show is released in podcast format on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, and within the next couple of days, iHeart Radio, and hopefully Google Play and Spotify as well. Uh I Heart Radio definitely is coming together. Uh, And should hopefully be set up by the end of the week. That is the plan. And uh, we should go from there with Google Play getting distribution and Spotify to follow shortly thereafter. Uh, In addition, a couple of things I did want to get into. Uh, For those of you that are watching the video feed, you may notice that the feed is a lot different now. Uh, We got a brand new uh, camcorder, no longer using the Logitech C920 for the show. Uh, really, really happy with this piece of tech. Took a while to get it set up, uh, but the picture looks amazing. Really hype with the way it looks, and um, I'm really looking forward to using it going forward for all our shows. So definitely check out the video. It is currently being streamed in 720p and being also recorded in high def 720p as well for YouTube. And probably within another week or two, we're going to start really pushing out our Vimeo channel as well, only because obviously with uh, YouTube, we are, um, you know, tied up with certain things that we can and can't do. But with Vimeo, we have a little bit more creative freedom. I see Slick in the chat mentioned no 4K. You know what's funny? When I went to pick up this camera, there actually is a 4K version, but the amount of bandwidth that you need to stream 4K and 1080p for that matter is is always tough man it's always touch and go even right now uh i am recording this in 1080p uh 60 frames per second but i am streaming at 720p and recording at 720p primarily because uh it allows for smaller file sizes when it's time to edit but it is a valid question <laughs> it is it is definitely a valid question i know you're also breaking some chops but i figured i'd elaborate just in case anyone else asked In addition, uh, a couple of things. Uh, We got another show on deck probably within the next couple of weeks. Uh, We're going to leave it at that. Uh, Like I mentioned last week, just little teases here and there until we get the ball rolling. Don't want to give away too much, but definitely keep it locked to Rageworks for that. As many of you know, we are continuing to grow with great content from Jay and uh, the TRSS show, and of course, uh, Josie's Boy with Call Me When It's Over, Ben and Taylor with Black is the New Black. And, um, you know, we're definitely going to continue to try and get some content out there. Uh, We recently announced that JVB, who many of you know from talking about games and um, tag, a.k.a. tag. And, of course, uh, a longtime podcaster is going to start working with us both in terms of video content, but also website content, et cetera, et cetera. And you're going to start seeing stuff from JVB in the coming weeks Uh, The plan also hopefully is to also add episodes of talking about games to the Rageworks network. That is the plan Uh, for those of you that have asked the iTunes feed that is currently my take radio with all of our shows will become the Rageworks network officially by month's end. Uh, Just a couple of hurdles that have to be cleared out before we are able to do that, but you'll be able to punch in the Rageworks network to get all the shows and we may actually be, able to start having the shows listed also individually on at least iTunes to start with Twitcher, uh, Twitcher <laughs> Stitcher and TuneIn Radio to follow. So we're definitely going to try and work on that. But still, it's, uh, it's a work in progress. We want to try and get that stuff out there. And, um, you know, we're going to we're going to definitely work on giving you guys as many outlets as possible to enjoy our content. But I did want to remind you, that if you are using iTunes or any podcatcher, you can get an RSS feed for any of the shows, and you are able to use that as well. Just dump the RSS into your podcatcher of choice, whether it be iTunes or another service, and you'll be able to listen to those shows individually as well. I know a lot of people have been asking, and um, that is without a doubt the easiest way to do it, aside from obviously just subscribing to My Take Radio on any of the services I mentioned. I did get a, uh, a request, which I tested out this week, about uploading the shows directly to Facebook. Uh, I've tried it uh, twice this week, and I got to say, Facebook is not as user-friendly in terms of long-form video content as, say, YouTube or Vimeo or any of these other providers. I actually updated uploaded last week's wrestling show, and it took the upload, but then it said that it was processing, and I got no notifications that it was uh processed. So I think that that was definitely uh you know a bit of a pain in the ass and while we are going to continue to work the bugs out it's something that um we're we're going to try and, and and do more of but I don't understand maybe I think Facebook doesn't like like I said long form video content and that may be a reason. Definitely going to try and get to the bottom of it and hopefully get it up and running if not you know, we are, we're going to share some of our other short form content. That's for sure. The other thing I did want to mention, a lot of people have been using Facebook live. Of course, um, Josie's boy from call me when it's over has been killing it with, uh, with that feature on Facebook as has Jay Santee with TRSS. And I actually was informed that we might be able to actually stream the entire show to Facebook as another platform. Um, You know, the live video cutoff was actually increased from two hours to four hours. But there is a little bit of uh, legal issues that need to be resolved in order for us to stream directly to Facebook Live uh, via the fan page. Namely, you know, they want some incorporation paperwork, et cetera, in order for you to get verified. And then once you're verified, you will be able to uh, stream that way. But Facebook has their own set of rules. And, you know, I got to jump through a couple of hoops to get that done. But one of the goals is definitely by year's end to also be able to stream the show to Facebook Live. I know um, some of you guys are checking out the video feed. Slick, uh, can you let me know how the video feed looked? I'm only asking because, uh, you know, you're getting you're getting the final product through the pipes, and I want to know how it looks. I mean, me personally, it looks crystal clear here, uh, super detailed. I actually see more of my gray hair than I should. But um, nonetheless, I think uh, overall, it is definitely a solid setup. So what do we got on deck for today? Of course, we are going to talk about the draft from Tuesday night from Tuesday Smackdown. Uh, We're definitely going to get into that. We're also going to cover a, um, you know, the Bellator fight from this weekend. I noticed that shit. Slick, thank you for bringing that to my attention. I hear the uh, the, ble- the beeping from the fucking uh, chat room. Uh, question is, how do I... Hmm. Yep, that was Val. Hold on a second, guys. Let me fix that, because otherwise, every time I get a message, I'm going to get a fucking beep. And we don't want that. That's for shit, sure. Bear with me one second. all right. All right. <laughs> Oh, what a pain in the ass that is. Stupid beeping. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Now everybody's gonna have a few laughs with that shit. Yep. Ah, problem solved. (laughs) Oh, shit. What's going on, Val? Anyway, as I said, uh, we got all of that on deck. I gotta talk about this Bellator fight with Evangelista... Santos and uh, Michael Venom Page, because holy shit, um aside from the fact that we got a flying knee knockout, which was crazy in itself um it was it was insane it was so insane that it just has to be shared. I'm trying to see if I could uh change that uh, definitely not that window. Bear with me a second. nope, definitely not that one either. jeez. Because I, the only way to do to do this right is to share the image I got here. All right, When you guys see what I'm going to share with you, there's a there's a payoff here as to why I'm doing that. All right. So, like I said, uh, draft, Bellator, the week's MMA news, uh, doping. We got doping on deck. Lots of doping to discuss. And as always. We will take your calls, 347-324-3541. Again, that number, 347-324-3541. Let's jump into it with some MMA, shall we? All right, so this past week, we had a Bellator event, which was pretty pretty badass. Um, The entire card was stellar from start to finish as... Uh, I mentioned last week we want to talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly. uh, But I figured bad news first, so we're going to call it bug from now on. The bad, the ugly, and the good. So, in terms of anything ugly, uh, Evangelista Santos' face after the flying knee knockout from Michael Venom Page. uh, Definitely the ugly. And um, I'd like to share, I'd like to show you why. Look at that guy's face. Michael Venom Page delivered a flying knee knockout to uh, Evangelista Santos, former husband of Chris Cyborg. That is her Instagram there. And as you can see, he fractured his skull with a pretty much a tiger knee sagat style to his fucking head. Um, Of course, Michael Venom Page has been on a highlight reel tear as of late. And... um, It was, it was, it was, it was bad. It was really bad. And um, on top of the highlight reel knockout that he scored, it was just another impressive showing. Uh, Evangelista Santos is a fucking warrior. This guy's been in MMA for a long time. He's had some amazing wars with some tremendous talent. And, um, you know, the uh, Bellator is going to pay all of his medical expenses. I believe they're also going to give him his win bonus. And, you know, he is on the mend. But that is a scary, scary thing to see for someone's face to essentially become the shell of a hard-boiled egg due to a knee uh, of above anything else. I was talking about that with Jimbo Slice. And we I said, I'm like, it's not so much the scary part about what happened to the guy's skull. But the scariest thing is the fact that the human body is capable of delivering that level of damage. I mean, you know, we joke about... Uh, you know mixed martial artists being you know living weapons et cetera et cetera and you know there 's always that that joke there 's always that you know that um, stereotype, but when you see incidents like this you um you really have to stop and and take a look for a moment and realize like wow there's some there are some bad fucking dudes walking this planet um it 's def- definitely some scary stuff and um you know, I wish Evangelista Santos a speedy recovery. I look forward to seeing him back in the cage. Like I said, the guy, the guy's no joke. And for him to eat that knee and still just, you know, I, I mean, he said he didn't feel any any absolute discomfort that would come associated with an injury like that. He definitely felt pain, obviously, but you know, he wasn't like super wobbly or faint or any of that. You know, the guy, the guy's tough as all the tough as all hell. And um, looking forward to seeing him back. Um, also, I gotta say, the only bad fight for me, and it wasn't because it was a bad fight on paper, was the, the fight with Paul Daly and um, and Lima. I felt that that fight was with Douglas Lima. It was it looked good on paper, but stylistically, Douglas Lima picked apart uh, Paul Semtex Daly. I mean, I expected the fight to be a war, and I think there was tremendous technique uh, on display from both fighters, but... Paul Daly just, he, it wasn't the, not to say it wasn't the Paul Daly of old, but I think Douglas Lima just stepped his game up uh, tremendously, and it showed in this fight. I think, you know, he had crisp crisp striking, he was quicker to the punch to take it to Paul Daly, and things like that really, really uh, showcased uh, just the evolution of Lima as a fighter. I think that... Um, this is a fight that's going to put people on notice. Perhaps uh, some title contention, uh, maybe uh, another fight before he gets into a title opportunity. But overall, a stellar, stellar, stellar performance. Also, uh, Francis Carmont's um, Darce choke finish was a thing of beauty to see it to see it pulled off. It was truly, truly, truly impressive. Also, the uh, the knockout by meat by Matt Mitrione, Meathead. Was it was insane? I was I was blown away again. You know, watching the heavyweights fight is always one thing where it's either going to be incredibly boring and lackluster, or it is going to be something equally scary. But Francis Carmont's uh, submission victory was over Clinger uh, loose Lu- Lucas, uh, the way it's spelt, um, was really, like I said, a thing of beauty. If you haven't seen it, do yourself a favor, look it up on YouTube and check out some of the highlights from Bellator. Like I said, Bellator 158 was a stellar card. Definitely the only uh, bad things, like I said, was the Paul Daly fight, and it was only bad because stylistically it wasn't as exciting as I had personally hoped. Um, In terms of ugly, the injury that Evangelista Santos sustained due to the knee from Michael Venom Page, which was, oof, scary, scary stuff. And the good... Um, Venom Page, Michael Venom Page's fight with Cyborg, like I said, provided a highlight reel, a highlight that many of us are going to talk about for a long time. Um, Francis Carmont's Darks Choke and Matt Mitrione's finish were definitely good points for me. Overall, a solid showing from Bellator. I felt a little underwhelmed by the fact that Bellator didn't really promote the event properly. I think that was definitely a, a big mistake on their part. I expected more but i also know that the you know the card wasn't wasn't 100% concrete um originally kimbo slice was supposed to fight on that card the late kimbo slice and um i'm sure that was definitely one of the factors involved but overall uh, a solid outing by bellator uh ufc fight night 51 i did want to talk about that also because that fight that card went under the radar and for me i didn't think it was a bad card on the contrary it was surprisingly good Uh, Lineker's win was probably, uh, the biggest highlight out of that entire, out of that entire card. Also, uh, Tony Ferguson, Landon Venata was, was a good fight. I enjoyed it. Um, I ended up catching the later part of that fight, but overall, again, it was a fight that kind of went under the radar, didn't, didn't get too much press. And then when it finally did, of course, it was, it was one of those things. It was too late and, um, you know, this weekend UFC has a fight night event. Holly Holm is fighting uh, this weekend. Uh, definitely a card I want to dig a little deeper in. Usually, you know, you guys know I give you my fight picks uh, for these for these cards, but I didn't get to watch enough tape leading up to uh, this week's show for that card. So I'm going to try and do that before I give my picks. Usually, I share my picks on Instagram and social media. So. Be on the lookout for that if you are following us on Instagram for the pics. It's uh, at RageWorks there. Uh, one of the bigger reasons, obviously, like I said, was trying to get the new camera up and running and capture card, and etc., etc., etc. You guys know the deal with, when, when it comes to hardware, but uh, definitely looking forward to seeing Holly Holm get in there. Uh, hopefully, she can get herself back into some title contention. Overall, I think that this weekend's fights are okay. I think that next week's uh UFC 201 is going to be a problem. That card I did my homework on and we're gonna get into some fight picks. But from UFC Fight Night's uh bonuses, uh John Lineker of course took performance of the night with his highlight reel finish, which was wow. It was it was it was crazy. It was uh an insane, insane finish. Uh knockout via punches. Uh pretty much connected you know, it was almost like body-body head and when he connected with the guy's jaw mcdonald went he he went night night he took a nap you know michael mcdonald no no slouch at all but he definitely got his chin checked and it showed it was ooh, it was definitely a highlight real finish definitely deserved that fifty thousand dollar bonus lewis smolka got the other fifty thousand dollar bonus and fight of the night tony ferguson landon Vanada, which was like i said it was it was a solid fight i, I really enjoyed it T- tony ferguson is a warrior another guy who's just a problem uh, definitely a force to be reckoned with in the lightweight division, you know, rank number three, uh, 20 and three record before this fight. And it was, it was definitely a, a stellar, stellar showing. He secured his victory via submission with the Darce choke in the second round. Again, uh, great performance uh, by Tony Ferguson. I think that that's a guy that it'll be, it'll probably be within the next pay-per-view or two that he is challenging for the title, because like I said, his technique is on point. His striking is nasty. And he is just an exciting fighter to watch. But overall, if I had to compare which was the better fight card this weekend, I'd have to say I'd give the edge to Bellator only because I just, I just felt that the fights had more energy. There was more excitement. I mean, Bellator's theatricality is, is a factor in that, but it was just an exciting card. And again, UFC didn't really go out of their way to promote this fight night card. And I think that that was detrimental, at least in my opinion, um, Overall, a good weekend of MMA, that's for sure. Now, with that said, I want to get into this week's MMA news. I want to give you guys my picks for UFC 201 and um, take some calls, etc., etc. So, uh, first thing I want to talk about, UFC 201, of course, goes down at the end of the month. Uh, Already, the injury bug has put a couple of dents in the card, including CR the Killer having to withdraw from his fight uh, with Jorge Masvidal, uh, really bummed out for that. I thought that was going to be a tremendous fight. Uh, main event for that card: Tyron Woodley, Robbie Lawler. Man, if that doesn't, if that fight doesn't have fireworks, then, then something's definitely wrong with the sport. Robbie Lawler, as always, dangerous as dangerous can be, taking on the always uh, dangerous wrestler Tyron Woodley. Also, Matt Brown, Jake Ellenberger, Rose Nama Yunus, uh Ed Herman back in there. Definitely pumped for that. Good to see Ed Herman in there. I, I think UFC 201 is going to be a sleeper card. I think with with some of the fights that are on there, they're going to be really good. Uh, definitely going to have fight picks for that card for next week's show. But um, really excited for Robbie Lawler, Tyron Woodley, almost to the point where I may break down and actually order the pay-per-view versus going to see it in the UFC gym here in New York. Um <clears throat> that fight alone, it's it, it's one of it's one of those instances where you say to yourself, "Damn, do I really want to see a card for one fight?" And like I said, Matt Brown, Jake Ellenberger has tons of potential. Um, Carolina Kowalskowitz and Rose Nama Yunus, definitely solid. Ed Herman being on there again, great fighters. Uh, I think that Rose Nama, Yunus fight, like I said, another fight that's a that's a sleeper on paper, but has all the potential to be exciting. I even think that it may get thug rose a title opportunity so we shall definitely see what happens tito ortiz is in the news this week not only for his support of donald trump that many people have been talking about but also because he did an interview with mma junkie recently talking about potential opponents he would like to face and he went on record saying that he would like to fight vanderlei silva or rampage with regards to fighting rampage he said i thought we were boys and he didn't want to fight but hey if we need to make money cool let it be He mentioned that he was offered another fight with Ken Shamrock. He said no, uh, but he said he would fight Hoist Gracie, who defeated Ken Shamrock recently. Uh, A couple of things. First of all, Tito Ortiz is out of his fucking mind thinking that he's going to just go in there and fight Vanderlei. Like, yeah, I'm just going to get out of bed, punch a clock, and go fight Vanderlei Silva. Nope. Not how the shit goes. I hate to tell you. Not a fight you want to take. I think that's uh, that's that's a career killer for you if you go in there trying to fight Vanderlei. Uh, you definitely have better luck fighting Rampage. I think Rampage will stand and trade with you. Uh, you who knows? You may want to go in there and get it. You may actually get Rampage to wrestle. But um, if I had to say anything, I'd, I'd like to see him fight Rampage. I'd even be interested in seeing him fight Hoyce Gracie just to see that fight in my lifetime. But Vanderlei, even now, you know, Vanderlei is a little older, still fucking dangerous. Um, can probably put Tito Ortiz in the hospital with minimal effort I wouldn't do it don't do it to yourself I mean as a fan don't get me wrong I that's a fight that if I watched it, I'd be like oh man this is fucking amazing but realistically y- you might get yourself killed <laughs> you, it, it may not be a good look for you so save yourself the pain that's all I'm saying but seems to be those are the fights that Tito Ortiz is angling for and um it's going to be interesting. Of course, once I hear something else with regards to that, I will share it with you guys. Now, let's talk about doping. Uh, first off, Chad Mendez suspended uh, two years for uh, he had some shit in his system. I forgot the name of it. I, I had written it down on a piece of paper, but um, yeah, suspended. USADA found it in his system. He is on the shelf till 2018. Uh, Brock Lesnar's second sample that was taken the night of UFC 200 has also come back positive. It is, it is really crazy. John Jones has already been found to have used estrogen blockers. Uh, The USADA is going to have a hearing. Probably they were, he was originally, they were originally scheduled to have a hearing Monday. I don't recall if they did or didn't, but, there is a formal hearing that will take place later this year. I'm sure there will also be an informal hearing for Brock Lesnar. John Jones continues to say that he is innocent, that he is not a cheater, et cetera et cetera et cetera i you know what it is man it's It's hard when you're looking at a guy like John Jones and his a sample and B sample are both uh tainted and in Brock's case, Brock's sample came back tainted with the same uh with the same chemical that was found in John Jones uh blood, uh drug work uh blood work, excuse me. Um not blood work, uh USADA test. So the way I see it is both guys allegedly are testing positive for the same substance. And it's a you know it's being it's being alleged that it's estrogen blockers, both for Brock and for John Jones. And you know it's 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 a scary thing, and for a couple of reasons. Obviously, now that you're catching all these guys, you're just you're just putting guys on the shelf left and right. But you're also um, shining a spotlight on what's going on in the sport. And the thing is, Brock Lesnar was tested five times prior. Out of the five tests, from what from what's being um, discussed on the web, one test came back hot, and then the test from the uh, the UFC 200 event, also came back hot. And again, you can look at this and you can say, oh man, that's good, that's bad, that's terrible, whatever the case may be, drugs are killing the sport. But at the end of the day, a lot of these guys aren't coming in. They're not fighting at 100%. Uh, you know, there's injuries, you want to recover faster, you want to get back in the gym quicker. I, I'm not saying that that's right. I'm not saying that that's the correct way to do things. But I'm also acknowledging the fact that there is a cost, man. You know, to to recover faster, to heal quicker, to be back in there, you know, to put on spectacular fights, etc., etc., etc. Now, there's a difference, and I'll tell you why. The difference with testosterone, when it was testosterone and TRT, was the fact that old guys who peaked at a certain, you know, at that age and had peaked in terms of ability are now coming in. You know, with bodies that look like they were thirty years old. So essentially, instead of you fighting a guy that's forty two, you're fighting a forty two year old man with the strength, speed, and possibly power of a twenty five year old. And and I can understand why the TRT exemptions were were cut out, and th- it definitely made sense. But to that to that degree, now your your TRT exemptions are gone. But now you got guys that are using masking agents and various other uh, supplements and drugs and chemicals to keep themselves in competition shape. Now, in terms of Brock Lesnar, the original speculation was that it was an asthma pump that had triggered the positive test results. But now, things things continue to not look good for the mayor of Suplex City. Now, there's a couple of things here. Aside from the fact that you are testing positive for something that John Jones allegedly also tested positive for the question now stands, where does WWE go with this? And, and let me explain if WWE and the a and the USADA conduct different types of testing, then there's, there's a possibility that, you know, people will just kind of sweep it under the rug and go about their business. But the problem is that, and this is what people were talking about. If Brock Lesnar is suspended by the commission, Uh, within the next couple of weeks, and WWE does SummerSlam here in New York, and MMA is now sanctioned here. Uh, An interesting question has come about if um, the New York Athletic Commission will uphold the Nevada State Athletic Commission suspension, which in turn will obviously uh, prohibit Brock Lesnar from competing at SummerSlam against Randy Orton. And that, my friends, is a different ball of wax because, the, you know, WWE can be penalized if the commission doesn't um, act to uh, prevent Brock Lesnar from competing. They can, in turn, uh, impose some sort of a, of a fine on the UFC. And here's another thing. In Brock Lesnar's case, if he is found to be guilty and he has to pay a fine, he made $2.5 million for that fight. They can fine him half of that purse, like that, they can make a ruling, ban him for whatever amount of time, from two years to four years, and they can fine him at least half of his purse. So it's it's pretty crazy. It, it you know at the end of the day, you got to ask yourself, was it worth it? Was it worth it for fifteen minutes of glory when you were coasting in the WWE and making a lot of money? You can say that that's right. You can say that that's wrong. Uh, for me. As somebody who, you know, supports MMA, supports pro wrestling, I understand. You know, it, it happens. There's, there's, you know, to, to quote Nate Diaz, everybody, everybody's on something. And it's the same thing in Major League Baseball. It's the same thing in the NFL. It's the same thing in every one of your sports. Maybe because people aren't getting bagged left and right that you're not getting the feeling that something is going on. But you may, you know, your favorite player may be juicing. I mean, I, I loved... Uh, the home run era of Major League Baseball with Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire and Barry Bonds and, you know, A-Rod and all these guys like like that was when I was really into baseball. And it was cool to see the home run derbies and see these guys, you know, the Bash Brothers, uh, you know, the list goes on and on. And, you know, when you when you take that out of the sport, you're you know, you can't complain when guys don't come out looking freakishly big, hitting home runs. Every game, it's, you know, it's part of, it's part of the process. Again, this isn't me saying that that's right or that's wrong, but there is a a relationship. Now, of course, people are going to say, well, you know, Babe Ruth didn't do steroids. Yes, but the standards that were necessary for baseball back then were totally different. Plus, Babe Ruth was a freak athlete. His, His supplements consisted of beer and bitches, you know, and that's a, and and that's not me being derogatory towards women. That's just how it was. You know, the B and B for for the babe. I um do I do I think that's right or wrong? I, I'm not I'm not in in the market to chastise professional athletes uh, about what they do to entertain me. Because at the end of the day, it's their bodies. The only thing that I that I have to say is that the playing field is not level. If you got guys that are that are taking stuff, competing against guys that are clean, then it's it, it it definitely is not fair. Obviously, if I said hey everybody can juice, then it levels the playing field. But that's you know obviously that's never going to happen either. But it, I think that's the biggest that's the biggest gripe. You know when you're looking at some of these guys and you got a guy that's in the gym two three four hours a day, seven days a week, training for a fight, goes in there gives it his all, loses. Loses on the fact that the guy had better you know was bigger or stronger or faster, not not only ability but just bigger, stronger, faster, then you know it definitely hurts the sport in that capacity because I'm not saying that Mark Hunt came in there and he was carved out of granite and he was in the best shape of his life because I, I didn't feel Mark Hunt was at a hundred percent for that fight either, but you got to look at it like this. Mark Hunt comes in, he does his, his preparation, his training, whatever he needs to do to get ready. And he comes in there, he loses to a guy that comes back from retirement, hasn't fought in forever, and basically, you know, he lost to fundamentals and freakish strength. You know, it, it's upsetting. It's definitely upsetting, and I can understand why Mark Hunt is very angry about it. And who knows? Depending on how the commission rules, that fight can become a no contest, and it is what it is, and, you know, we just, we just move on. But it's, it's a crazy time. You know, the USADA is not fucking around. Uh, there's rigorous testing going on and they're going to, they're going to keep catching guys. They're going to keep catching guys left and right. And it's not going to just be one or two here. It's going to be three or four or five or six. I mean, you know, in, in a span of weeks, we've seen a who's who of individuals get popped for different things, whether it's like I said, guys like Chad Mendez or guys like Brock, John Jones, you know, the, those are, those are names, man. Those are names. Now, the other thing I did want to talk about, and people were, were kind of on the fence about it, was the Frankie Edgar-Jose Aldo fight. Now, knock on wood, you know, neither guy <laughs> neither guy is, is, is has tested positive for anything. But um, Jose Aldo recently said that he actually had a spy in Frankie Edgar's camp that pretty much told him exactly how Frankie Edgar trained for the fight. Thus, wow, what the hell fell? Thus, um, Jose Aldo... Had an opportunity and an upper hand because he knew exactly what Frankie Edgar was bringing to the table. Now people are going on record saying that you know that's crazy, that's fucked up, blah blah blah. But you got to remember, there's nothing illegal about it. Like people are, oh, <laughs> Jose Aldo's a piece of shit. He did, you know, if somebody chooses to divulge the training methods of your opponent, then that's between your opponent and that individual. You're just going to do what you're going to do and listen. It's the competitive advantage. It's no different than when football players used to send hookers to the opposing team's locker rooms to keep them up all night and get them fucked up and drunk the night before a game. It's no different than that kind of stuff. It's no different than, than, you know, deflate gate or any of this other stuff. I mean, that stuff obviously is blatant cheating. But what I'm saying is that it's cheating if you get caught like anything else. You know, guys that are putting... Uh, you know, tar on their gloves and all kinds of shit and and stuff to help with their grip. It's all cheating, but it's a matter of you getting caught or not. In Jose Aldo's case, it gave him the win. This is probably going to force Frankie Edgar and many other fighters who fight Jose Aldo to really be conscious of who's in their training sessions. Who's this guy? Who's that guy? Can I trust this guy? Because now this is this is something people got to watch out for. And I mean, again... It's not it's not that Jose Aldo did anything wrong it's the fact that Jose Aldo used every tool at his disposal and if he, that included somebody letting him know how Frankie Edgar was training so be it. See people were all up in arms about it ah you know Jose Aldo it's like listen as a fighter when the cage door closes you are in there by yourself. Yes you can train with a team, you can do this, you can do that, but at the end of the day it is you and your opponent inside the cage. And if you and if you felt that Jose Aldo had you figured out then maybe you 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 should have changed your strategy on the fly and not stuck to whatever game plan it was that you and your team had again i'm not saying that, that that's right or wrong i'm just saying that you're in there you if you see that this guy knows everything you're throwing at him it should it should light a, a spark it should you know the switch should go on and be like this guy knows something he knows what I'm going to throw. So let me switch it up a bit. Maybe I got to shoot for the takedown. Maybe I got to do this. Maybe I got to do that. You know, these are, these are items that you got to be conscious of and aware of, because these are, these are things that, that are going to become a lot more rampant. You know, MMA is growing at a, at an exponential rate and people are going to try and get whatever upper hand they can to be victorious and get more money and get better fights and fight, go from the prelims to the main card to main eventing. It's, It's part of the process. Again, it wasn't illegal. Do I think it was, you know, poor, poor sportsmanship? Maybe, but not illegal. Definitely not. That's all I'm saying. Uh, do want to report on some Bellator news. Benson Henderson is going to be taking on Patricio Pitbull in the main event for Bellator 160. I think that's going to be a tremendous fight. That's going to happen August 26th. And, um, Looks like uh winner of that fight may get himself a title shot, which uh, very, very, very interesting. That's for sure. Um, I will say this. Uh, really excited for this other fight announcement. Joe Lazon and Jim Miller, too. Uh, the first time these guys fought, it was, it was a bloodbath. It was a war. They fought in 2012, UFC 155. Uh, Joe Lazon uh, lost to Jim Miller by unanimous decision. These guys now square off. At UFC on Fox 21 which is happening August 27th really really excited. These guys left it all in the cage the first time and is history going to repeat itself or is Joe Lazon going to you know redeem himself. I I am really excited for it. Like I said this fight was amazing. If you didn't see the first fight, YouTube it. It it was a bloodbath. It was a war of attrition between two incredibly talented fighters. Uh, Really excited for that. August 27th, UFC on Fox 21. The natural-born killer, Carlos Condit, will be facing Damian Maia also at UFC on Fox 21 instead of UFC 202. I think that fight is going to be tremendous, and um, it's going to be nasty. You got the amazing Brazilian jiu-jitsu skills of Damian Maia and just the killer stand-up, the well-roundedness of Carlos Condit. That fight can go either way. I mean, even on the ground, Condit isn't a slouch, but Damian Maya is a fucking magician, and that's going to make for a very, very interesting fight. That's for sure. Um, I do, I do got to say that if I had to pick a, a favorite for that fight, I want to go with Carlos Condit. I've always enjoyed his fights. I find him exciting. Uh, Damian Maya is hit or miss. Sometimes he's he's great. Sometimes it's sleeping pill. It is what it is. But really pumped for that fight. I think that fight. And um, Joloson, Jim Miller are really going to step it up for UFC on Fox twenty one. Last two bits of news to cut things out. Um, Bellator actually announced roster cuts. MMA Junkie reports that the uh, uh, the organization has released uh, Mike Richmond, Dave Jansen, uh, Michael Parlo, Rafael Butler, no relation, Houston Alexander, Isa- Isao Kobayashi, and Tiago Gonzalez Jambo. Uh, those guys were released by Bellator. Not every day you see Bellator um, announcing releases, but you know, I definitely think that with the amount of exposure they're getting and they're st- start starting to um, find their footing as an organization, that fighters are definitely going to be purged. Um, last bit of things to wrap things up. Remember UFC on Fox this Saturday from Chicago. Holly Holm, Valentina Shevchenko. Uh, Edson Barboza, El Nino, Gilbert Melendez, which is going to be a, a, a fire fight for sure. Those guys are going to go out there and they're going to beat the shit out of each other. Um, Bojan Mil, I'm going to mess up this poor guy's name. Bojan Mikhailovic taking on Francis Ngannou. I think that's right. If I messed up either one of those names, I apologize. And um, the opener, Kalen Curran taking on Felice Herrig. Uh, definitely... Uh, Solid, solid opener for that. Again, main card on Fox. Prelims probably on Fox Sports 1. Make sure to keep it locked to the Rageworks Instagram for our fight picks. Um, With that said, that is going to wrap up the MMA for this week's episode. Let us switch gears and jump into some wrestling. Let's get to it. oh man oh man oh man Uh, it was a crazy week this week in the world of professional wrestling uh, between obviously Cruiserweight Classic, NXT WWE Raw, Smackdown Live, TNA Impact uh, Battleground this weekend it is an insane insane amount of wrestling going on that's for sure I know that uh, I believe Jay Santee was going to be joining us for the wrestling segment Uh, Slick let me know if and when he's in there, and uh, we get that ball rolling. But I got to say, overall, this week was emotionally taxing as a wrestling fan, and I'll tell you why. Uh, First reason being that you had an incredible amount of hype going into the draft. A lot of expectations, a lot of, you know, there were things that you were looking forward to. Uh, superstars that you hadn't seen coming back, Uh, new signings, uh, NXT call-ups, certain superstars that weren't shining on one brand now getting an opportunity to shine on another. And when it was all said and done and the dust settled, certain predictable things did happen. I will say this. But then certain superstars were just afterthoughts and weren't really given the proper respect they deserve and i think that part of the reason i felt was because they tried too hard to fill the smackdown live broadcast with not unnecessary matches but i just felt that the entire that the entire focus was so so much on the draft that nothing else mattered every match was essentially in my opinion a throwaway match not to say that monday's raw was any better but from you know, from what I've noticed, the general public feels that this Raw being the last one before the draft and the pay-per-view was a paint-by-numbers affair. With that, let's, let's get into the bugs of this week's two shows. For Raw, I got a, a, the ugly Darren Young, Alberto Del Rio for a couple of reasons. Um, I like Darren Young. I think Chaco Cena has a tremendous upside. I think that there's a lot that he can bring to the table. I just felt that, you know, the roll up and I I understand you want to make, make it that he's lucky, but you're also in turn doing, you're hurting what you're building at the same time. I mean, Quark mentioned this last week that he had no problem with it. And I disagree. I think that when you're, when you're looking at a guy like Darren Young, this guy made a career of being a tag team specialist alongside, um, you know, what's-his-face? Titus O'Neill. And when you when you look at those guys, those guys were were broken up way too soon. They did it once, and Titus O'Neal floundered. Darren Young became an afterthought. They came back. They had a really great resurgence as the primetime players, and then we're going to separate them again. Titus O'Neill gets suspended. Darren Young goes into limbo, and then we are making Darren Young great again. Here's, here's what I got to say. Darren Young is a is a great worker. He is an incredible worker. And I think that Bob Backlund brings something unique and different to the table. And that, in my opinion, is awesome. I think that that's going to be a high point for sure uh, going forward. But what the problem is that with guys like him, and I've said this before, wins and losses are incredibly important. And the more that you make a guy like Darren Young win by the, the skin of his teeth, the more people are just gonna expect oh he's gonna win by 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 the by the you know by the hair on his ass. And and that's not that's not necessarily good. And with that I want to um bring the regular season sports cast Jay Santi on so that we can chop it up and break down this week's wrestling. So let's get to it. Mr Santi. what's the haps?
1: Uh, look, I'm going through like depression mode right now. I don't understand what Going on in the world of wrestling, like I, it, it wasn't what I expected, and I'm just
0: going. I, I'm going to withdraw right now. Okay, well, here's here's how I gotta I gotta I gotta tackle this with you. Being being that you know you have you have your show, of course, TRSS, RageWorks.net, for all episodes, past, present, and future.
1: All episodes <laughs> creeping up on fifty, creeping up on fifty. Yep,
0: creeping to fifty. I, I gotta say, uh, you know, in terms of. Like I said, we're going with the uh, the bug, uh, the bad. Uh, everybody's talking about the promo between Enzo, Cass, John Cena, the New Day, the Wyatts, the club. I I kind of felt that it was just, it was sensory overload for a lot of people because you got this giant, giant personality in Enzo just coming out there thrashing guys left and right on the microphone, and... Then you have John Cena pretty much acting like he's a senior citizen that's never heard any of this shit before, and I felt yeah, that, that pretty much he pretty
1: I I felt like he pretty much just buried, he buried their their promo and
0: yeah you know I, that was the vibe no I, I got different
1: than what Stephanie has been doing basically
0: right and I just felt that it was a back not you know and and Barry gets thrown around a lot but I got to say that he took the way that he acted. And he really watered down what they were trying to accomplish. First of all, there was way too much going on. Obviously, WWE jumping on the pop culture reference train with uh, Xavier Woods and Pokemon Go. But there was a real-world application there because Xavier Woods is a gamer, runs the WWE's gaming channel, and it worked. But the problem is that when Enzo was in NXT, and you you can correct me if I'm wrong, Enzo was, had a lot more creativity, was a lot more vibrant, really put people on notice because you saw more of him. On the main roster, I feel like somebody's giving him talking points and he's got to put it together. I, I don't know. I'm
1: not sure if they're giving him talking points. I think what they're telling him is to condense everything he has because the guy is a, a lyrical master. Like, if you follow him on social media, he's very bright. He's an intelligent guy, right? and he really works out. He, he really has, like, a notebook thick of promos like he's, he's had for like years. So he has material for days, but the problem is is that they want to fill you know, a round peg into a square hole with his promos because they only given him just a small time. And right. John Cena really didn't help him that day.
0: I, I really felt that John Cena just, on top of the fact that it's like, look John, I understand you gotta go out there, you gotta do what you gotta do, but you, as as a, as a as a creative talent, you got to look at this and just be like, that shit's not going to work. And I think that there's not a lot of that going on. I mean, John Cena is going to do it because he's a main eventer, but I think that there's less guys like really saying, yo, this should like, I'm sure you heard about Cesaro's promo, which was conveniently cut. I saw it live. It was amazing. Exactly. I mean, you know, Cesaro's promo was conveniently edited out on YouTube and then he got beat by Chris Jericho and picked, like, 85th, <laughs> you know? it's That's the problem. When you have, and I've said this before, you have a talent, what do you think, how many guys you think are on WWE's complete roster? Would you say there's 300 wrestlers total?
1: The way it makes it sound like, yeah, it's like about, uh, over and under, you get, you know, you say about 40 here, in the main, 40, 50, in the main roster, with NXT, you can say about maybe close to 100, 200. Thirty, maybe, like, and not even counting the full developmental. Yeah,
0: not not counting full developmental. The guys from the Cruiserweight Classic, the legends. Right. So, okay, let let's say let's let's go two hundred wrestlers. Let's give it
1: about 150, one fifty. have about one fifty two hundred. Right? right.
0: So you got you got two hundred p. You have two hundred. Let me let me put it this way. You have two hundred toys to play with. You have, as I said before, five hours of TV. Five. The fact that. You spent the bulk of the draft on throwaway matches and Stephanie McMahon trying to say something funny every time that they drafted somebody. I'm like, yo, it takes you ten minutes to come up with something catchy or a fucking line, while guys are fighting for a TV think, time. It was fucking pointless. You know, you know? It's,
1: it's it's a tough it's a tough call for that because the numbers came out. They basically crushed... we already know they, they crushed they were gonna crush Raw they got yeah. over three million uh viewership and ratings wise, just just for live alone. And nobody, you know, they even put the numbers about D V R viewerships or anything. Right. So just live alone it was over three million. Well that was gonna be automatic anyway. But the ridiculous part is that like you had to have filler matches because a we had people who bought tickets to this show. Right. So he well, 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 here's
0: there. the thing, and and you know, just a just to bring it back to Monday real quick, you know, the uh, the promo barrage was a problem. Um, squashing Sin Cara and Kalisto on Monday, just no reason to do that, uh, especially because we'll get into the draft in a second for that. Um, the women's division was an afterthought on Monday. I'm like, yo they're not even having a title match at this fucking pay-per-view. Like, are you kidding me? Right. Just an right. afterthought. I'm like, again, women's, the women's revolution, the women's division. Oh, we're going to have a tag match.
1: I I, no, I, even, I even said about the whole, I, I was even complaining about the whole new era of my ass. This is like...
0: Uh, you
1: know, I, I had to get censored during the, all this was going down because Josie's boy was here. Be sure you check out over.com. I had to get... Shameless plug. I had to... um. I had to get censored because Josie's voice like, You do know this is not the NBA draft. This is not the NFL draft. Right. Like how no. they're doing things. And I'm like, and I'm sitting there going, I, I understand that, but let me be ten years old right now. I wanna have like some type of like connection with this because like you said, you have you have the women's title, which is now you're pushing it aside again yep. at a pay per view. Right. The the tag title is getting pushed aside Again, at a pay per
0: view, right? What I mean, when when does the new era kick in? Well, that's that's the problem. See, when you look at it, you say to yourself, "Okay, you know there were there were good there were good things on Monday." Um, I gotta say, Jericho and Owens and taking on Sami Zayn and Cesaro was tremendous, amazing match, twelve yes. uh, man yes. tag match, even though it was a fucking disaster. For the build, the, fuck at its finest. Yeah, the match was just like, all right, I could, I could, I could live with this. And even though the ending was screwy, Ambrose and Rollins' match was amazing.
1: No, it's, but let me tell you, you mentioned the twelve man tag. I hate. I really. I I loathe matches like that, but I understand what they yep. were doing exactly and when you do that. I get it, but it was it. It, it caught me. It, like I, I sat and I was very. Concentrated on it because I already know. I was like, "All right, this is the raw. That's probably like you know the kiss-off raw, where we, right. you know, this is probably the last time you see all this." So, okay, right. cool. and it was actually really good. It was really good. It
0: was a fun match. I understood what it was trying to accomplish, but like I said, the women's match took a took a powder. You know, the women's division just pretty much took a powder that episode. Like I said, if I had to go, you but doesn't know, it
1: even. It seems like it's only surrounding themselves over like like four or five women. Well, here's, they act like they don't have a roster.
0: Well, here's the thing, you know, if I if I had to acknowledge everything, I got to say that for a, for a for a raw that was supposed to hype up a pay per view, it was fucking doo doo. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Um, Super producer
1: Selly would appreciate that you use the word doo doo. There you to go. Raw.
0: I got I got to <laughs> also say, and this was this was really fucking bad in my opinion. The announcement of the cruiserweight division. Let me let me get this straight. You have an entire Cruiserweight classic in full effect right now. Everybody's into it. You got all this great talent. You have essentially announced the rebirth of a division that is capable of delivering stellar fucking matches. And you just go, "Yeah, we're bringing back the Cruiserweights exclusive to Raw cuz Raw's 3 hours." I missed it. I had to rewind it because I missed I had to rewind it because I missed it
1: because to be. If it was if it was me booking that or scripting that, I wouldn't have even had said it on Raw. Yep, I would have done my first cruiserweight draft. Yeah, I would have said because Raw yep. is bringing back the cruiser division. Like you know, I would have made. I would have had, exactly. She just said it like a nonchalant. Hey, We're well, bringing back the cruiser. But you see, Stephanie is really. i, I I'm, I'm sad to say, but she's really going under the guise of the mr mcmahon yep persona
0: she's really Not trying to be mr mcmahon it's true trying to be mr mcmahon in a dress
1: she's going right she's being mr mcmahon in a dress exactly and it's like vince was great when he was vince mcmahon as the businessman when he was mr mcmahon against stone cold he was uh it was right there was no like competing with that
0: absolutely after it
1: changed over and uh Ruthless aggression era happened and all this stuff. He just became like a belligerent old man. Which Stephanie's works. Stephanie's becoming belligerent. Yeah, but Stephanie's becoming the belligerent old man, but she's not an old man.
0: Right. And and here's here's the thing. That the you announce again a division that essentially is exclusive to your brand shouldn't be mentioned in passing. You know, this is right. this is big. And and this is where my my issues with the draft really come into play because again the you know for every 3 picks cuz raw had the extra hour they got more picks i'm like okay right. so you guys get more picks and it's one champion for now two two you know two second tier champions the tag team champions what exactly cuz again these are the things that they really and they may have an idea, but I just feel weren't fleshed out. Because think about it.
1: Well, the thing that scares me, it, it scares me because you've had, I'm not even going to say the moment that you announced that the draft was going to happen. You right. had, you know, prior to that because you knew this was going to happen. So by this time, you're basically going to tell us because the last minute, I mean, the day before the draft, you said this is what's going to be the breakdown. Black yep. teams don't get separated unless. Right. Uh, you know, the, the, the picks are going to be like this. You told us this the day before. Right. But yet, you're still leaving us in a... My, my guess will be at Battleground or Monday Night Raw will be where they finalize what they're going
0: to do with the... Yep. Box. Like, Vince is going to come I, out I and he's going to be like, this, 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 and this. You're welcome.
1: Right. Yeah, exactly. Like, like, I feel... It has to be something like that.
0: Yeah, I feel that with the exception of the IC and the US title, women's tag and heavy and world champions should have to compete on both shows. Right, I said the same thing. I think that as well. Because that's unless and again, if you're going to go and have the SmackDown the, the SmackDown Women's Champion, the Raw Women's Champion and then you're going to have, you know, the the WWE uh, champion and the World Heavyweight Champion and then you're going to have Raw's tag team champions, and SmackDown's tag team champions, that's fine. But, again, you're going to have to fill pay-per-views with that. Like, they're talking about, oh, each show is going to get a pay-per-view. Are you fucking kidding me?
1: <laughs> I mean, they're on their way to that anyway, because they have special events right. going on for it anyway. So right, but think about it. It's on their way.
0: Think about it. So, essentially, let's, let's fast forward. Let's say... Uh, SummerSlam doesn't count because SummerSlam's the big one for August. So this means September it's gonna be, you know, raw takeover pay per view and then SmackDown Jack in the Box Battle Royal pay per view. You know, like like think about that. Plus yeah, all good. the shows in between.
1: <laughs> well, luckily that we all could get these for nine ninety nine. Right. It's all i it, I I think I think where
0: where, That's the saving where, grace, where dude. We're losing it, yeah, exactly. If it was, That's if the, it wasn't
1: nine ninety nine, if it was nine ninety nine, we over 100, 120 dollars for fucking pay per view, right? I think, I think, I think what we're looking at is like, of course, the women's the, the women's division is so thin they have to share, you know, the right of the championship they have to. Um, the way the tag team is, you know, tag team division is funny because everybody's like, "Well, it look like who has the better thing, whatever." You guys can make tag teams out of any Yeah, it doesn't really matter. Well,
0: we're going to get two, into that. Two dudes get together.
1: Yeah, yeah. And then with the, ch- I believe the only thing that was stagnant besides the women's championship is that the world title should be defended on both shows. I don't believe another belt should come out because it makes the, the the WWE championship worthless. It was cool back then because of how it transitioned in. Right. But now, to me, it's like you got rid of it for a reason. Let it be gone. Leave it that right. way. Leave it that
0: way. Okay. Now you know we got to talk about the bugs on on SmackDown Live. Like I said, um, you know the bad. That John Cena Luke Gallows match was fucking abysmal. Holy oh. shit! <laughs> was that match? You act like these bowling like shoe these guys ugly. Guys never wrestled before. Oh yeah, dude, <laughs> bowling shoe ugly. <laughs> it was bad. And then. Um, <laughs> I not know whether they wanted to shit or wind they watch. Oh, my like, God. what? And then, uh, you know what was ugly? All You know, I mean, that match was bad, but the ugly match had to have been Xavier Woods and Bray Wyatt that all of a sudden Xavier Woods just fucking got super scared and ran into Sister Abigail.
1: Listen, I'm not. <laughs> Bray, is be- Bray is becoming. They're transitioning him to be the Undertaker in right. a third way. Yeah, of course. And I'm like, I don't, I don't. I don't want the mysticism bullshit. No, nope. You know, I, and we, I, I said it, I was saying it when, when Met Fat Matt and Josie's boy was here, I said, I just, let it be that he's like a motivational type speaker type dude. Well, you know what don't I like? give liked? me the mysticism.
0: When they fought at the Wyatt compound and all those lights came on and there were all those people in sheet masks, like, I like that Texas Chainsaw Massacre crazy guy vibe, you know? Like that works. All right, let me ask. Let me ask
1: you though. Do you think that was WWE's response to the final deletion? Here's
0: here's how I see it. There's you know, uh, the Gary Vaynerchuk said on a on a on a, sh- a podcast he did a show he did. Um, no one has original ideas anymore. People have ways to make other ideas better. Very few original ideas exist. So, with that said. TNA took a gamble with the final deletion. They created something so insane, so over the top, so ridiculous that you didn't know whether to love it or hate it, but you talked about it. Think about it. TNA had TNA had the most conversation about their product before, after, and during than they've probably oh, had course. in an entire year. So WWE of sees course. this and they go, okay, what did they do? Oh, they did some nice cinematography, some good camera work, some lighting. They went someplace and they shot it, and everybody's digging it. Well, fuck, we got deeper pockets. We could do that shit better. That's all it was. It, not,
1: wasn't, I, it wasn't. It wasn't that I, they I, were. To me, I want, I want to go on the. I want to be like. I want to be naive, and I want to be the ten year old again and just believe like you know what? They already had this planned beforehand. It just so happened that was the final deletion happening that they said. Oh, right, since we had this plan let's ramp it up a little bit more. Like, I just want to have it, that that well, done.
0: Well, that's not to say that they didn't have it done, but here's the kicker. They probably had something. They saw the final deletion and they were like, well, fuck, we could do something 10 times better than that. You know what I mean? Like we got a better budget. You know, Vince was probably like, go rent a cornfield. You know, like, like that's how I, that want, goes. I want every I want everybody to go out there yep. and,
1: Let's get 10, 10 people in mask and then we CGI the shit.
0: Yep. Like, like, this is the thing I'm saying. Like, there's no... It wasn't a fact whether TNA was copied or not copied or whatever the case may be. It's like anything else. Jay Santee, you do a podcast about sports. In a world full of podcasts about sports. Am I right? Right. I do a podcast about wrestling. In a world full of podcasts about wrestling. The end game is always what makes you and your product better than the other guy. And that's right. all it is. When, when you look at it, TNA had something special because, like I said, they had unique cinematography. They took some risks. They used two guys who were willing to go through that. And they, not only that, but they also kind of winked and nodded at the camera. You know, you had the, we're going to prepare the field for Massacre. Like, who talks well, see, like that? You know, but that's how you know. You know they-
1: the, the, the 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 best part about that is that I don't even think that, that TNA or even uh, Pop was like they, they they even had their hand in it. And Matt and Jeff said, "Listen, we got an idea," and they was like, "Fuck it, what do we got to lose?" Well, I think <laughs> we got I think else going for us. You well,
0: you know what it is? I wouldn't even be shocked because those guys have have been in the business a long time. Their opinion matters. And like I said, you know, Billy Corrigan has some say. He probably, they probably ran it by him. And, you know, he's he probably like, fuck it. We could do something kind of crazy. Hey, fuck it. You know, for, uh, poor poor man's pit bull. He was like, yeah, we could do something with that. Yeah, But at the end of the day, it was a matter of people are going to compare them because the vibe was the same. Oh, both, both, into, both guys had people fighting out. Both companies had people fighting outside. Okay. So what, <laughs> you know? Like it's Tuesday, like, like you're, you know, you're not saying anything we don't know. It was just a matter of yeah, who executed is. better. And and, by,
1: and and with that being said, Xavier Woods, as much as I like to do as a wrestler, and I think his promo work is he, he's top notch. He, he he he's spot on. Yeah, I think he takes what 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 the writers give him, and he says okay, and he wipes his ass when he throws him in the garbage, but his acting is. I mean, you can't... Yeah, yeah, I mean... You can't even sell the whole lore with fucking Bray trying to entice you or intimidate you or I mean, when or any fear in
0: you. When he did the, the spider... When Bray did the spider walk and he, like, screamed, I felt like when Tommy screamed in Martin. <laughs> like, I was like, uh, okay, I guess you're scared, maybe? Or you stubbed your toe. I, I don't know. and And that's what I mean. Like, it was... That was an ugly, ugly, ugly. That let me not rephrase that. Deeming it ugly, not the match itself. The match was good, the finish was ugly.
1: Yeah, I, I, I like mm. I said. Uh, I think it's one of those things that they know that for that show for SmackDown Live they had to throw something out there. Yeah, and I can see that. And. It, it, with, with with them leading to you know, everybody's worried about the you know the new day separation or other cases which I don't think is going to happen yet. I really no, think not yet. WWE's looking to break. Yeah, they they want to break that Kendrick and um and uh um, London uh, tag team record. They're going to let them break yeah, that record absolutely. And, gonna, yeah. and then after that, they're going to let them do whatever they want. But uh, but as of now, I don't think it's going to happen yet.
0: Well, I gotta I gotta talk about some good points before we get into the draft. Um Jericho and Cesaro was good, even though that finish, again, you know, the finish left a bit to be desired, but I I I gotta give Jericho his due, like, hey, I'm gonna catch you in this code breaker as you do the M. Bison psycho crusher off the off the ropes. Is that cool? (laughs) Yeah, cool. You know, like like they Cesaro made it work, Jericho made it work, and that was fine. And and again, Ambrose and Rollins, stellar stellar storytelling. Those guys those guys.
1: As much as people give Ambrose shit, and uh, you know, I'm really getting frustrated with that. I like, yeah. he's another guy that I tell people. I said, you really, if, if, for you guys who don't know Ambrose, I'm talking about Moxley, yep, John Moxley, WWE, yep, yeah. It's like you guys don't really know what like this guy's wrestling. You know his repertoire is. Well, I got to tell you, not seen it. And WWE is pigeonholed him for good.
0: Well, yeah, that's part of it. But I also gotta say, what makes Ambrose good is the psychology he brings to his matches. I gotta tell you that slingshot clothesline right. is complete dog shit now.
1: But uh, uh, it's horrible. Because everybody everybody in the indies is doing it now. You yep. have to see it. It's now it's now like the super kick now.
0: <laughs> everybody in the Indies is doing it. Right. And th- and that's part of it. I mean, you know, with that said, you know, we 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 got the bugs for Raw and the bugs for SmackDown. I want to talk about a little about the draft picks. Um, you know, Raw picking Seth Rollins first, uh, no brainer. I totally understand it. Uh Charlotte's pick I get. Balor, obviously. You know Balor was going to Raw. Like like anybody who thought for one second, as soon as AJ got drafted, you know, as soon as AJ got drafted to SmackDown, I said Balor's getting drafted to Raw so that he could fill in for um you know, he could he could fill in for uh AJ, now that AJ's out of the game, you know? Right. Uh, in terms of the other guys, I got to say, you know, Brock Lesnar being drafted, I mean, the guy wrestles once a year. It's okay. Uh, uh,
1: I said the same thing. You
0: know, New Day, Sasha Banks, Sami Zayn, those guys I understood. Enzo and Kaz, you knew were going to Raw because, obviously. Um, the club, I can understand. Big Show, Whatever. Uh, Nia Jax getting the call up. I mean, I liked having, you know, the, the focus on NXT and seeing those guys get drafted and people celebrating and shit, you know, I, I actually thought that was really cool. It, it really impressed me. I was like, all right, that's kind of cool. It kind of gives it that, that, you know, sport, major sporting organization yeah, draft. Sport,
1: yeah. That's sport. yeah.
0: I like that in terms of Nia Jax getting the call up. I got to ask and I figured, you know, we'll see, we'll see where you stand. Do you do you feel she's even ready to be up there?
1: Uh, as opposed to everybody else, of, of course. We'll, we'll get to the other one who hasn't who hasn't been spoken upon yet. She's like, right. the a ghost of fucking any draft. But out of all the other females, I would have actually taken her on a call up before Dana Brooke even got the fucking call up. Yeah, so I would take Nia Jax as a draft pick. Yes, yeah, she's, okay. she's a better draft. Bliss, uh, she, which she got, she
0: got the draft later on. I get, uh, Yeah,
1: yeah. Out of all the females, um, Asuka, they're not going to do it. Cause she still has the belt. Nope. What people,
0: yeah, when people, when people were saying that Shinsuke Nakamura should have been drafted, I'm like, why? Like that, that guy doesn't need but, to be drafted anywhere yet because but he when does,
1: that... he doesn't need, yeah, exactly. His, 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 his entrance is going to be whatever the fuck. Exactly.
0: Like, like his debut needs to be its own thing. Um, Cesaro right. being drafted and is being drafted, whatever. Um, you know, the, the guys picked on the network, the golden truth being on raw. I mean, I, it was funny that he got Daniel Bryan to do the dab, but that's about it. Like, I don't give a shit.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, Titus O'Neil. No, the
1: the, the, the night, nice, yeah, the, but the Nia Jax call is better than, and like, it, it is the better out of the lesser two evils because you had. Like you said, Blitz, yeah, like Lion Jacks would have went over before Blitz. I'll get that.
0: Okay. Um, Page Paige being drafted. I mean, Page has become an afterthought. Uh, Darren Young, I can understand. Sin Cara, you know it's all about the Cruiserweights, so that's why he got drafted. But I was annoyed that they sent Kalisto to SmackDown because it's like if you're going to have the Cruiserweights, what better guy to run that division than Kalisto?
1: Yeah, but you know what? I smell trade though. They have, they, there was talk that uh, they have a sort of battleground to make uh, trade. So okay, I do smell a trade coming up.
0: Well, you know what it is. Looking at, um... <laughs> I just read the worst thing. Damn it, Jimbo Slice, get out of here! <laughs> Fucking worst text ever. Um, in you know Neville, Neville being drafted to Raw and the Cruiserweights. Neville's going to be like the first Cruiserweight champion. You know that. Like, <laughs> like that's what that. Is. Oh, yeah. They're gonna um, yeah, they're gonna hand that to him easily. Uh, the Dudleys, whatever. Summer- either that or either that
1: or they no, but either that or they'll do something where they'll say the one who wins the CWC is given the cruiserweight championship early.
0: Possible, possible. Nobody cares about Summer Rae yeah. being drafted. You could draft her to the fucking farm. Uh, can Mark- you? But honestly, can
1: can you imagine that she was <laughs> like, can, she was actually drafted like? You could have done that on
0: WWE.com. You could have. Nobody would have given a shit. Drafting Braun Strowman (laughs) pretty much means that they have essentially broken up the Wyatts. Yeah, it's
1: done. Once Bray went one way, it was like, well, what happened? Yeah,
0: exactly. That's just because they don't want a fucking big green onesie. Because he really is the fucking worst. (laughs) It's it's
1: so bad. Dude, reverse,
0: reverse Sheamus. Basically, you take Sheamus, you yeah. t- you you put his head on in reverse, and you get Eric Rowan. So doesn't fucking matter. I was, <laughs> yeah,
1: I was getting the feeling though at certain uh, at certain people who are getting drafted, I was like, oh, within six months, I could see a lot of these guys getting future
0: endeavors. <laughs> like, I could listen, see it you know, it's, drafting Bo Dallas, who fucking cares? You know, drafting the Goya brothers, they don't, they're not doing anything with them anyway. Um. Alicia Fox and Dana Brooke, obviously, you know, you need Dana Brooke to carry Charlotte's bags. Um, you need Alicia Fox to be the other uh, minority chick on the roster. And Curtis Axel yeah. is just there to make everybody else look good. So it is what it is. Uh, Smackdown, everybody who was like, why did you draft John Cena to Smackdown? Because nobody gives a fuck about John Cena on Raw. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. Uh, it's,
1: Nobody cares. Is like is like this is it, is this going to be his, like the swan song like it's like Well, well
0: he's, <laughs> You need that though. He uh. he's got to be the guy to put to put people over and he's he's happy with that. I mean, AJ going to Smackdown is good. Like I said, the minute he got drafted to Smackdown and Balor got drafted to Raw, I said that's the Bullet Club. That's the Balor Club now. Like that's what's going to happen. They're already the club, Balor joins Balor Club. It's happening. Whether oh, yeah. it's Immediately or eventually, that path and that storyline is going to play out because they're not just going to let that that entire history that was cultivated in Japan get swept under the rug. Not happening.
1: Right. Um, right. Ooh, they, they, they just came out of nowhere. Yeah. Ooh, we don't know this.
0: Yeah, this has never happened. I mean, American Alpha getting the call up to SmackDown is perfect. I think those guys got potential to carry that entire tag team division on that show. Yeah. And they remind me, if you remember when, when Heyman was running SmackDown, you had the SmackDown 5. So now it's like you got American Alpha, you got AJ, you got Bray Wyatt, you got Dean Ambrose, and you got Dolph Ziggler. Those are your new SmackDown 5 to put on matches every week.
1: I was so excited for Dolph because I, like I, I follow him on Instagram, and he had his shirt on. He's like, fresh spaghetti. This is where it starts over. Yeah, where I'm at. He was like so hype. Like,
0: as if they bury him again, I'm like, ah, oh, leave now. <laughs> but I think, but I think that's what Cesaro <laughs> wanted. Now. Cesaro wanted that. He yeah. was like, yo, can I just, can I just fucking go to SmackDown, man? With you know Natalia being but drafted.
1: I think, I think it's gonna happen though. I, it I mean, might. They're they're really teasing it somewhat. You know, they, I think that it might happen. I think it's gonna be something that. You're going to hear some surprising stuff. Like I said, on Battleground or on Raw, is going to happen.
0: A um, couple of things. You know, the Usos being drafted to SmackDown, not at a shocker. I was hoping that they would have done something dumb, like draft Demon Kane to SmackDown and Corporate Kane to Raw. <laughs> I was like, why Why is no one thinking of this? I mean, don't get me wrong. It's completely fucking stupid, but why yeah. not? <laughs> why not?
1: Yeah, right? That would be hilarious. It's like... I, I will draft uh Dustin Rhodes
0: to right. Raw and Goldust to SmackDown. Shit, why not? I mean, that's what you that's how you fill the roster in the fucking games. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, um Calisto, like I said, he should have been on Raw and Sin Cara could have gone to SmackDown. Uh Naomi going to SmackDown, I think they're going to repackage her anyway. I saw, you know, some stuff she's doing on social media, so this might be prime opportunity for her to to really stand out because she's super athletic. She can put on a decent match, and she she's got a cool look. They just didn't know what to do with her. Uh, the Ascension, whatever, sleeping pills, fucking. I'm drafting you to the unemployment line. Um, <laughs> Zach Ryder, th- we knew he was going to SmackDown. Same thing with Apollo, Alexa Bliss, uh, whatever. You know, <laughs> like I Tyler Breeze and Fondango got drafted together because obviously you need tag teams. Even Marie should have been drafted to like Pornhub or or flesh tube or another w w e draft is like are you kidding me even even Marie could have been drafted to like somebody's house like no no, no. Yeah. there you go uh the Vaudevillains, villains like, uh, you know the vaude villains getting drafted not a big deal Eric Rowan getting drafted to Smackdown that's just inevitably being drafted to future endeavors um get mojo getting the call up is only because Zack Ryder needs a friend um, oh.
1: Uh the 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 jacked up Michael Rappaport. Ugh.
0: yeah, fuck him. Ugh. And Carmella should have been drafted to Raw just to put him with Enzo. It would have worked, you know, kind of even that out a bit. Another draft that I'm looking, uh, another dra- um, trade that I'm seeing that might happen. Uh, on the on the subject of, of the vaude villains, first f- first, fuck you, Jimbo Slice. Uh, second, uh, there's a rumor that Sin Cara and Simon Gotch got into like a legit fist fight. During the SmackDown taping. Yeah, at craft services. Ain't that something? I'm sure. They got into like a legit fight. I'm <laughs> curious to see how that panned out. Curious to see. <laughs> Only because, you I know.
1: I, w- I want to see if he was in, if Sin Sinkara was in like full gimmick. He had the mask on and everything to get into a fight like that. He That's he like... folded
0: up his mask like, like Peter Parker does in the comics when he's Spider-Man and he's eating like a slice of pizza. <laughs> and it's just, you see the bottom of Sinkara's fa- ma- mouth eating like a donut. And you know like you want to go, you want to go, yeah. Like, Calling hey, call, go? call call Simon gotcha, pinche cabrón, getting into a fist fight with him. But
1: he, I said, if WWE was smart, you would take that shoot and make it into a fucking work and just like creep it in, like you, because you, I, 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 that is hilarious. That is just funny as shit.
0: Well, you know what it is, man. It's one of those things where you got all these individuals. Everybody travels together. People got to fake the funk. Some motherfuckers hate each other. It's inevitable. That there that there's gonna be there's gonna be beef you know it's gonna happen oh yeah I I gotta say the do, um, and
1: do it on probably one of the biggest nights oh, on, yeah. okay, and, and, and of the year for them
0: it's like, I, I gotta why say not? I gotta say it was weird how they changed the announced teams Corey Graves, Maggle and and Saxton for raw and JBL Morrow and David Otunga for SmackDown. I don't hate David Otunga on commentary, JBL's JBL. I think this was their way of just quietly phasing Lawler out of the out of the booth.
1: Yeah, I said um, mm, someone is missing. Mm. I want um, <laughs> I guess cuz when, when they brought him back. I said wait a minute, hold on, hold on, hold on wait. They bringing him back after this, this you know, his arrest in which a gun was involved. Yep. And although he was cleared of it, and now he did SmackDown like nothing occurred, but that's, yet Adam Rose is like put in fucking Fantasy Island. He's gone.
0: Well, that's and his, be- his
1: case was acquitted.
0: Just because that's because Jerry Lawler is going to be NXT commentator. Oh, gee. Watch, watch. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's going to be like Jerry Lawler and that guy with the glasses. What will be more shocking, that or the mystery partner for Sasha
1: at Battleground? Won't be Bailey. It'll be Nikki Bella.
0: Ah, uh, possible. I could see that. I could see it being uh, Nikki Bella. Ugh.
1: I could see that. Oh, Vince is a dick. If that happens, Vince will be a dick.
0: <laughs> I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't even be shocked if they did that. I'll be honest. Unless you know they they call Nia Jax up as a face. Ah, well. And and here's
1: yeah, that could that that probably be the thing too.
0: Well, let me let me put this out there before we move on. You drafted Naomi, but Tamina was drafted nowhere. That's something I, was gonna, I did, You don't have. I was going <laughs> to ask you. If you
1: had the list in front of you of those who didn't get drafted, like he Slater's. Oh, the oh man, well, I had Heath, it. I did, oh my god, I, Heath Slater not
0: being drafted is a gimmick. You know that's going to be an angle. Like I think they're going to have fun with that because him running around screaming like a crazy man. I think I think that's gonna be uh, uh, you know just a storyline. Like they should just have him sitting outside until they give him a job,
1: <laughs> waiting in the wind. That's right? it. It's just like
0: now. With that said, um, you know I wanna I wanna throw some some battleground predictions out there. Um, the highlight reel with Randy Orton fucking sleeping pill. I know it's probably gonna end up with Chris Jericho eating a. Uh, an RKO and Randy Orton doing a pose, and oh. everybody being excited, and the crowd going crazy, and people just going to sleep. Well, of course. The uh, Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens. I think we're we're going to see another stellar match between those two. But I also feel that WWE's kind of gone a little too long with it.
1: Uh, he's a he's another one that's in the wind that I possibly believe might be traded, either Zayn or Owens. Right, uh, but with that, I think this will be the kiss off, and uh, Sammy wins.
0: Okay, I I think I honestly think Kevin Owens will win be just because they're grooming him as you know a bigger having a bigger role in the organ in the company. But um, I gotta mm. say that I think WWE thought that they could replicate what they what Ring of Honor did between them, and I just feel that WWE doesn't know how to do long term booking. Like it always feels yeah. like sprinting to the finish every time.
1: Yeah, it's not it's not the the WWE WWF of old. Yeah, that's right. true.
0: Becky Lynch and Natalia, I mean, that could go either way. Becky Lynch going over would be the right thing to do, but we're we're also talking about creative, so maybe not.
1: Yeah, yeah Lynch is going over for that one. They they love to make Natalia look like shit, so yeah.
0: Yeah, well Becky's been eating shit for like six weeks, so <laughs> Yeah, it's 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 she's getting her just do now. I was um, you know, the Wyatt family and the New Day. Why wasn't it for the tag team titles? I have no idea. It would have been a good way to get all three members of the New Day involved, all three members of the Wyatts. The winning, the winner, the pinfall gets the belts. That would have been good, you know.
1: Yeah, but once again, I yep. guess they already had it prepped that they knew that they were splitting them up.
0: So. Yep, and now now it's like, oh, the New Day are clearly going to win. <laughs> <laughs> like oh, good job, guys.
1: That's what That's why I said they pretty much they 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 want to bury that um London and Kendrick uh, record That's it. Uh, the, uh, although Kendrick has repented, London is still a dick.
0: Yeah, London <laughs> is still in the shit house. Uh, Cena, Enzo, and Big Cass against the club. I think that the club may go over just because they need the help. Because without AJ, I think I think Anderson and Gallows are just going to fucking flounder until they figure something out.
1: The only thing that I say is that it becomes one of those things is is Cena going to do the job?
0: He might. I mean, he's
1: done it. He, he's done it. For, he's done it in the past. He's done. And, you know, recently, right? But is he ever going to do the job for them now? And it, I'm going to say the club will go over on this one yep. as
0: well. I, I agree with that. Uh, Sasha Banks is mystery partner. Like I said, it's either Nia Jax or, in your case, you said Nikki Bella. And in either way, oh, any way you slice it, Sasha Banks is going to go over. Obviously, setting up the potential SummerSlam match.
1: But here's my here's my thing: if it's not Bailey, why are they? Why would they still hold back on her?
0: I think because, like I said, if well, here's here's the thing too: they said that she has a mystery a mystery partner. Nobody said that it had to be somebody from Raw. I mean, she could she, Oscar right. could be her partner, you know, and it won't even hurt anybody because Oscar will go back to NXT. You know, like that's 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 the thing like they've kept the whole mystery partner thing kind of vague like they've said oh you know it's you know nobody from the main roster whenever she's been asked she's just been like yo i got it covered so could be anybody honestly
1: but why but my thing is like why are you holding back on bringing bailey up like what's the i I mean if you had if you didn't get to see NXT last night um the the um tonight she had a really solid match with Nia Jax like, it's like why are you still holding this back?
0: I think because you're going to need because even though Asuka's a great wrestler obviously she's not cutting promos and you need Bailey there for that and on top of that you need to have that good match between Asuka and Bailey, which will probably lead then to the inevitable Bailey call up. That's still unfinished you know? Mm-hmm. So I can understand why they're doing that like like, calling Bailey up would essentially gut NXT right now. Right. So, it's like, you took Alexa Bliss, who was a good heel. You took Nia Jax, who was a good heel. You essentially took Eva Marie, who was a, a decent heel. So, what do you got? You got those two, those two black-haired chicks, which you could interchange them. Um, you got the little blonde girl from Jersey. You got uh, Tessa Blanchard, who I don't even know if she's legitimately signed. Yeah, no, they don't even have a Yeah, they don't even have on the roster. Exactly, yet. and and but that's what I mean. So if you take Bailey out of there, you really don't leave them much, you know. Uh, it
1: just, it's just like, it just feels so bad for her because it's like everybody's just passing her by, and it's like, oh, uh. well, like her... you could have still left Carmella. Da- you could have left Carmella down there for a little while. Longer. Right.
0: No, I I agree. I think Carmella could have still could have become a new face in Bailey's absence, but I just think that they needed the pure wrestling to keep things on an even keel. Because yeah, Asuka, like right. I said, is is a great talent, but you don't see her going out there cutting these passionate promos. She just comes out, she smiles, mm-hmm. she kicks you in the head and she leaves. Right. <laughs> you know? Like like her her call up is gonna be is gonna mean something. And that doesn't necessarily mean, like I said, that she's not Sasha's partner on Sunday. She could still be Sasha's partner. It doesn't matter, you know? Right. So there there is that. I did um couple of things i did want to put out uh wwe sent a survey out with regards to uh giving people that are subscribing to the wwe network some additional perks uh none of these are in any shape way or form confirmed but they are giving a glimpse into what wwe is looking at a couple of the the things that were brought up were downloads for offline viewing on mobile devices uh, the ability to buy merchandise mm. such as games and apparel before they are available to the general public as well as travel package discounts. Okay. Uh, discounted subscription bundles meaning one year for $99 or six months for $50. Kind of like what Xbox Live does. So. Right. Uh, offering a discount for Hulu Plus or doing a combined WWE Network and Hulu Plus plan to allow fans to have access to Raw and SmackDown via Hulu Plus. What do you think?
1: Yeah. You know what I mean? You know, well, first of all, I'm, I'm upset because when I was the first year that I was a, a, a faithful subscriber to WWE Network, they gave me a $25 uh, 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 gift card or whatever discount for anything at WWE Shop, which I used immediately. They didn't bring that back again. They you know, they didn't give me that whole loyal subscriber thing, right? For what you, for what you're doing, right? What you're saying that they're thinking about doing right now, I think it's the I think it's something that it's the better lure for those who are new right. to the, the 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 network. But for us older subscribers, like day one. We don't give a shit. We don't give a shit about
0: that. We, right. we don't care. Well, here's the thing. They're saying that for subscribers, they're in They, You know, one of the options they gave is providing one free month after every consecutive 12 months of being a paid network subscriber. <laughs> I, eh, you know, I mean, ooh, it's like, ooh, thanks. <laughs> All right. Fine. And then thank you. And then the last one, an ad free dot com. I said to myself, wait a minute. WWE dot com has ads. <laughs> I, I was just about to say they have ads. I didn't
1: even know that.
0: I mean, I have ad blocker on, but still, they have ads? Where? Yeah. So, you know, again, these are all things that were kind of a, a addressed in, in the email, but they weren't, you know, they were just, like, polling polling subscribers. They weren't. I, but just from that, it kind of gives you an idea of what of stuff they're thinking about. You know, I think the offline downloads might be cool, you know, if you're trying to watch the network and you're getting on, like, a train or a place where you don't have data and you can watch whatever it is yeah, later right. on. I mean, it's fine. You just got to be, obviously they got to make sure that nobody's able to rip that and then, you know, put it anywhere.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But everything, everything the that whole Hulu plus. It's like, you know, people,
0: I mean, nobody really gives a shit. Nah, nobody does. Yeah. I mean, most of the yeah. highlights are on YouTube anyway. So unless you really genuinely exactly. want to sit through it, eh, maybe, um, yeah, with regards to what you were saying earlier about the cruiserweights, uh, pretty much there's rumors that WWE signed Kota Ibushi and Grand Metallic, um, or Grand Metallic, however you want to pronounce it, depending on on what 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 commentator saying his name. <laughs> uh, both both are good signings for the company. I think Ibushi definitely needs to get that uh, that English that English language under control before being called up anywhere. <laughs>
1: Well, luckily for WWE, or oh, well, lucky for him, WWE offers free um, uh, English as a second language course, so he'll be able to to, to step up with that. That's how John Cena freaking learned another foreign language with them. He, he that's how he learned Mandarin and shit.
0: Shit, you ain't kidding. I just I just got the worst text <laughs> that I cannot even read. <laughs> Again, I hate for, you.
1: Forward it to me.
0: No, I, it can, to me, I, I can't even it. tell you. It involves. <laughs> Vaude villains, a daniel bryan pop and just it's just just terrible <laughs>
1: oh jesus christ
0: um last bit of of wrestling news the big uh, lawsuit with regards to neurological injuries uh that WWE has been hit with um a yeah. lot of, a lot of names you the on there a list of people on there wow they got they got well i mean you got kamala on there ahmed johnson uh jimmy snooker Joe Laurinaitis, which is Road Warrior Animal, um, Johnny the Bull, Shane Douglas, Henry Godwin, the guy who was Mantar, one-man gang, Rodney Mack, which was crazy, uh, Silver and Garnier, Axel Rotten through his estate, Slick, not not our Slick, but Slick the manager. <laughs> uh, no,
1: it's our, it's our Slick as well. He's trying to get in on the payoff as well.
0: Um. <laughs> Hyden Reich, Marty Janetti, I, I, I'm like Marty Janetti is 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 on the. It's like, dude, they wouldn't even pay you if they could. They wouldn't do Marty it. Marty Janetti is on everybody's lawsuit. If any anybody's suing, Marty Janetti
1: is, is right there with them. He well, you know what it is.
0: Shit. WWE had the original. I I don't. I want to say they settled it the first one. Well, no, they had it thrown out the first one, and now they have this big one that they're trying to get off the ground. And the problem is that. Here's, here's the thing. You got this laundry list of individuals. WWE has gone out of their way to try and create a safe working environment. You know how this lawsuit isn't going to happen with this thing called how much?
1: Well, <laughs> <Right>, exactly.
0: <laughs> Legends contracts for everyone.
1: <laughs> but, you know, but here's the other thing, too, is that they're, they're trying to piggyback off the whole concussion. You know, yeah, CTE. You know, their, their whole... Their, the CTE and, and you know, the, 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 the whole research and what they're affected with him and how they're. But the big thing that what the underlying thing is is having them under WWE as independent contractors. That's what the real big thing is. And I think that if this gets some kind of light in a judicial system that possibly somebody might intervene. It might be a, a, a moderator, a mediator that gets involved to talk to WWE. It's like, you can't do this for for too long because if you have them as independent contractors, you can't get mad if they go and work an indie show.
0: Right. Like, and that's, you can't do that. Well, that's see, there's a lot of gray because like Jimbo Slice right. just said, he said he cited, you know, the NFL and the whole concussion debate, which again, that makes sense. The thing is that in WWE's case, to go with what you were saying, the whole independent contractor definition gets thrown around, and sometimes it's applicable, sometimes it's not. I mean, in, in a, right. great, a great case is Cody Rhodes recently. He was like, I'm going to use Cody Rhodes. And they're like, oh, but, you know, can you? And he's like, it is my fucking name, you know? Like, I understand, you know, where that becomes gray but there's also contracts and things where the guy can still use his name and go about his business. I mean, the thing is that when you look at something along the lines of concussions and injuries and brain damage, there's there's way too many cases that pretty much have leveraged and put that at the forefront. I mean, you know, the Chris Benoit case alone, you know, when they when they examined his brain and they showed the amount of brain damage that he had suffered – over the years, regardless if there were other substances involved, at the end of the day, you're still taking blunt force trauma to the head.
1: And the other big thing is, is that, you you know, WWE is quick to provide free care for individuals who are suffering from right. any drug addictions and all that. Right. But God forbid you break your leg during a match. It's like, oh, I hope you got insurance. Because and not cover it.
0: Yeah. And that's the thing. Like the UFC put a here's the thing. When people want to bring up uh, injuries in combat sports, the UFC pretty much pays everything for their athletes. Like that was the new thing that they did. They took out a, you know, they have this, this, this organization wide medical, pro, medical insurance that covers all of their athletes. And there, I, you know, while that everybody was like, Oh, this is amazing. This is great. This is wonderful for the sport. It's great that the organization did that. Yes, that is great. But they also did it to cover their own ass. Because God forbid, down the road somebody somebody has you know that type of trauma, they can always say, "Yeah, but we provided our fighters with the best medical care possible." If WWE would have right. been smart, they would have said, "Hey, you know we're going to give all of our superstars insurance, medical insurance, yeah, and that's like, it." Can
1: you imagine you you got a you got a, a, a your, your top tier running back playing in the NFL? He's you know he he, he breaks his his during a game. And NFL goes well, you know. Sucks for you. He decided to play for the NFL. It was it wasn't us. Right. I, I hope we got blue cross blue shield. You can't. It, what
0: exactly? It's ridiculous. And that's that's the whole point. I mean, there's there's two there's two avenues with this. You know, to to go with what Jimbo Slice just said. You can go and go to court, and it can you know based on what happened already with the NFL, that can set a precedent where it can go to trial because again, that, that is the precedent that was already set. But right. For a lot of the guys that are on this list and the lawyer that's at the helm, they already had one case dismissed. So WWE just looks at it like, all right, how many of these cases can we get dismissed? And how many of these guys can we pay off? Because we let's be, let's be realistic. That's, they're not looking at it like, Oh, we're going to, we're going to go and we're going to beat them in court. It's like, dismiss 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 pay off pay off payoff instead of looking at it like okay we're gonna settle we're gonna pay everybody a, a lump sum and then institute like I said some sort of a medical insurance program for their roster I think that if they did that nobody they wouldn't have a leg to stand on because everybody that talked about like substance abuse and how you know red the wrestling business is plagued by by substance abuse problems. You know, WWE squashed that by paying for the rehab of both superstars, you know, present and past, regardless of whether they're with the organization or not, you know?
1: Well, it's it's true. And, 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 and you know, with all those all those individuals that's on that blotter, that sitting there are talking about, they're making... Like I said, more than half of them is just like, right? you guys are really just trying to, make it, trying to get a quick buck. Let's right. be honest. I mean,
0: that. looking at this list, I got to say... Chavo Guerrero maybe has a case. You know, Jimmy Snooker through his guardian definitely has a case, you know, because that's a guy who has brain damage. I mean, he's not even medically fit to stand trial for the murder that he allegedly yeah, but who committed. Told, who, but who
1: told him to, you know, like headbutt people? Right, I story? know. I I, I, mean... I, I I understand. But those are
0: <laughs> those are things you got to look at. Like guys like Johnny the Bull, uh, Jumpin' Jim Bronzel. Shane Douglas, you, you know, th- th- there's, there's cases there, but Mark Jindrak still wrestles in Mexico as Marco Corleone. Right. So they're right. going to say to that guy, but dude, if you are dealing with any sort of medical conditions, why are you still wrestling? You see what I mean? Like but fuck, Marty Janetti, you're fucking, you're still making appearances in in indie shows. Right. Like, come like, on. Like, that's what I mean. Like there's certain people like Kamala, Kamala probably can apply because Kamala right you know he can uh Sabu can apply because Sabu's been but in, in Sabu's case they can always say you came into this business with those problems already existing cuz think about it he wasn't exactly right. safe in fucking ECW like i think he was wrestling safer in <laughs> WWE than in ECW let's let's be real here right so so that's what i mean like certain people that are on this list that you know like you call it the blotter they're probably going to scrap Half of that list, they're going to be like, nope, 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 or WWE is going to cite exactly that: that if you are dealing with any sort of medical conditions related to this type of these types of injuries, why are you still wrestling? And a judge is going to look at and, that and be like, you, and, you know, it's it's like no, when no, guys yeah, yeah, when and, guys hurt themselves on the job, say they can't work, and then you know they're getting a job on the side while collecting disability. Same rule is going to apply here. Oh, and, uh, exactly.
1: In all actuality, they'll sit there and say, how do I not know that, that these injuries were not pre-existing before exactly. you came exactly. to work with the company? Right. Yeah, of course. Like WWE. Like said, a lot of that cases will get thrown out. Yep. It could get thrown out, but it'll bring to the surface the fact that, you know, like right. Cody's been, you know, complaining about. Right. What Ryback has been talking about. Right. You know, and a lot of other wrestlers It's like, listen, guys, we really got to sit here and probably have to kind of stand together and unionize this shit. And,
0: and that's exactly we it. We can't
1: be get treated like this. Yep.
0: Yeah. And that's, that's what's happening in MMA. I mean, MMA wants to have a union. You know, a lot of fighters want to have a union also for that reason. And um, I'm honestly going to say that we'd probably see an MMA union before we see a pro wrestling union. Only because, yeah. you know, there the mainstream exposure and the fact that it's being governed as a, as a, as a, you know, as a sports governing body. There's, there's a bigger possibility there. But um, I gotta say that when you look at this list and you see the amount of individuals on there, you know, WWE's legal team isn't fucking Lionel Hutz or you know, like, they, like they don't got, right. you know, like, they, like they don't got, be, they don't got Saul Goodman. On speed dial, they got real lawyers that are going to be like, how many of the how many people on this list are still actively competing? Oh, 25. Cut them right out, you know, because that's and that's what they're going to look at. And then they're going to say
1: the Cochran firm is going to be there pretty much. No,
0: like they're going to look at the list and they're going to be like, who's still actively wrestling? We're going to cut those guys out who actively who's actually fucked up. All right. Do we go to court? Can we, do we need to go to court? Can we pay them off and how much? And then, like I said, mm-hmm. it's still going to be addressed on a public forum but the specter of uh, of a lawsuit that big will no longer be the factor. <laughs> it's it's crazy. And yep. in attorney. That's it. That, that's exactly <laughs> it. That That's what's going to happen. Like, like, looking at this list I see guys that definitely probably have legitimate gripes. But... Guys that are still wrestling on the indies and taking, you know, wrestling in gyms and getting hit over the head with chairs and in uh, in those unregulated environments. Who's to say those injuries weren't from there? And those are the outs that they're going to use. Like, I mean, let me let me let me look at one. I'm going to pluck three names off of this list. Road Warrior Animal. First of all. Road Warrior Animal is probably going to be viewed as a conflict of interest since his brother is employed by the company. Right. So that's that's you know that that brings up conflict of interest. The Hebner brothers—they left the company on bad terms. They could say that those guys are looking for a payday. You know.
1: And I get, and the other like I said and before all that you you gave Road Warrior Animal before you came to WWE WWF. You worked in all these other promotions. 100%. And you were taking shots way before you got to see us. Yep. So you can go as well.
0: Like I said, there's guys there like Axe and Smash from Demolition are on that list. I mean, those guys, they don't wrestle anymore. So possible. Yeah. No. You know? Um, but then there's, like I said, there's guys like Mark Jindrak. Some of those guys. It's like, uh, I don't know about that. You know, like Jazz and Rodney Mac, <laughs> Maybe. Possibly. But we don't know. Like Sylvan Granier, where like where is that guy? That his name is on this list. is he like a champion somewhere in like Canada? I don't I don't even know. Like Sorry. but that's what I mean. You yeah. go down this list, like Axel Rotten's family, there's definitely possibility there. But we also are remembering right. that that guy's an ECW original. Like WWE's right. gonna be like, hey, we weren't we didn't own ECW when these guys were getting hit over the head with fucking steel chairs at the Elks Lodge. A lot of outs, man. A lot of outs. I mean, the scary thing yeah, is. Yeah, so... Go ahead.
1: No, no, no. I, I, I'm just saying. Because, I'm just thinking about this because everybody wants to. It's always about the quick payday. Everybody's looking for the quick out, and you know, although there is some validity and some responsibility that I gotta be yep. held accountable to the big business and 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 the promoters and such. But you gotta, you know you know, told the, uh, told the, told the whole line down because if you're going to say WWE, you got to hit every other promotion the same way.
0: Yep. If that's the case, then combat zone wrestling, TNA, um, you know, all those organizations that still have some, some of those spots still happening. TNA, not as much. They don't do too many chair shots and most of them are fairly safe, but you know, combat zone wrestling is a great example. You know, like you could cite that. And, and, and again, you're talking about guys that have been in the business for so long that WWE has a bunch of legal loopholes that they could just they, they, like I said they could tie them up in litigation forever the only way that they can for do years. it
1: is yeah exactly
0: is like I said you know weed out who who's trying to get a payday pay off the people that need help or, or or help them and then institute some sort of medical insurance and I guarantee you that once that's there and and they'll you know they go oh you know uh, the largest wrestling promotion in the, in, in the United States is offering free health care to all their superstars and performers. What's going to happen is all those smaller companies are going to be like, fuck, you know, we're going to have to do something. Yeah? Yeah. Which which at the
1: end of the even day, people not, are going to complain if about. it's
0: it. Emblem Health or something, yeah, just a little something. You know, what? the worst part is that, you know, smaller promoters, it's going to get passed on to us, you know, because what they're going to look at is... Now tickets are going to cost more. you know a twenty five dollar ticket may now become a thirty five dollar ticket because you've got to have some sort of medical insurance for your for your performers. but you know what if it, if it if it boils down to and, and again, this is an extreme case, if it boils down to an extra ten bucks on a ticket to make sure that that guy is not fucking eating his dinner through a straw in ten years, you know then so be it. I mean, like what Jimbo slice just said, you know court is not about right or wrong it's about prove or disprove. And it's true. It's like, can right. you prove it? And and can you prove Andy, it?
1: Can you imagine Can you imagine WWE sitting there talking about we, we offer full coverage and TNA is like, well, we got dental. <laughs> TNA,
0: TNA is <laughs> like, uh, for every guy that waives insurance, you get an extra $60 in your check. <laughs> 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 I, I'm not going to lie. Check I mean, here, initial I'm, here, it could happen. Well, no, I'm not. I, I'll tell you something. When... Before my the company I work for was acquired, if you opted to not take medical insurance, they would you would keep they would pay you a hundred bucks on your check if you didn't need and and you know I was I was young and I'm like fuck I'm Superman I don't get sick fuck it like for for like three or four years five years I didn't even need the medical insurance so I'm like ah oh, extra hundred dollars on my check. You know, right. because but but again, obviously, I had to sign like four different papers, and I had to initial three different things, and, and and you know they they make sure like, hey, just a reminder, you know, you don't have medical insurance for this year. You can always enroll when we open up enrollment, you know, J- January first, and that was it. But again, right. every year, initial sign here, and, and that's the that's the whole thing. Like uh, again, that I understand, but in WWE's case, if the UFC is doing it. They should they should do it at this rate because yeah, what's I,
1: think, I think by this time, if you, if you're sitting there, you know, paying whatever you know treatments you have for these abusers of of, of narcotics and yep. whatever you know vices they have, yep. At any given whim, they, they if somebody just says, "Oh, I, I'm relapsed for the thirty seventh time," they're covering it. Yep. Like, think about it. I How think, much
0: money do you think like, they pay to to send a person like? Like how many times has Sonny been in rehab?
1: Or Jake or you're Scott right. Hall? Like seriously.
0: Yep. And if you're paying for that to keep these guys alive because to to your point you don't want to end up on the blotter. You know, it's like it's like if you're if you're doing that, then why not just have the preventative measures in place from the get go?
1: And I don't understand how you have them as these independent contractors. Yep. And you don't you're not giving them the con you're not giving them the coverage, or whatever. Right and you release them, but then you tell them you have a ninety day clause that you can't you can't perform a complete you know compete anywhere yep. until after ninety days. I understand the litigation which comes through with the names and all that stuff, right. but you still you know these guys still need to eat. Yep. like with Cody Rhodes, he had like a countdown. Like he was like, "Yo, I can't wait." Yep. You know, you're not letting me out my, my 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 contract just yet. Yep.
0: Well, you know what's funny, Jim Slice mentioned a name, and and this guy definitely has a leg to stand on. Jim the Anvil, Neidhart.
1: Oh, another guy. Even, I'm not even sure if he. Yeah, I'm not even sure if he if he um took advantage of the 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 the, 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 the drug rehabilitation stuff. I yet. think when he got into or that big event. thing,
0: that thing at the gas station if you remember that he had, he, right, got right, right, that, um, yeah, yeah. he He did take their rehab, I believe after that, but in terms of uh, concussions and all that, that's a guy who can, if he said, Hey, you know, I got brain damage. It could, it, he has a relevant case because he was, he was pretty much a tenured WWE employee. I mean, since right. then, you know, he shows up at indie shows and shit, but the bulk of that man's career was in the, was in, the, was in the program, you know, and, Right, Jimbo Slice told me he was ta- he was taken care of one hundred percent, you know, and that's that's one of those things where, you know, you did it for that guy, you took care of him, and and again, right, all the substance abuse stuff. I understand why the WWE does it. Number one, obviously, to keep these guys alive, but number two, it's 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 just preventative measures because while while you it's, are, it's also a thing. Well, right? like, yeah, but it's also thing
1: to where you know the whole issue that occurred with Vince and his trial and all that stuff. You know, it's that whole. You know, they they have their own guilt issue to make sure right. they cover up their own ass. Well, about well that's that. it. You know, that that's their thing.
0: That's the whole. That's the whole thing I wanted to to use to kind of bring it home is the yeah, fact yeah. that yes, it's it's a noble gesture, but it's a noble gesture that's disguising. Fuck, we got to cover our ass, and that's fine. Right. As you know, we we you know most people see it. Other people's you know other people don't. I mean, it's no different than what's going on, like, like you know, one of the, I always like to use the term weapons of mass distraction, you know, because anything that's being mm-hmm. done is to take focus away from something else. Like, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna pay for all the rehab for all of our wrestlers, because we want to take away, or take the spotlight away from the fact that we turned a blind eye to these motherfuckers getting wasted, fucked up, hammered, or whatever else, you know? Right. So that, but but that's how it goes. It's it's we got to shift the focus. Even with this with this giant lawsuit, they're gonna they're gonna shift the focus away. Like I said, if you want to do do the right thing, medical insurance and be done with it. Yeah.
1: just yeah, just give it to. And I and I think that's the only thing you know because even to this day, wrestlers are going from town to town. They're paying out of pocket to do this to do right. that, which is you know they've been they've been finding that you know they make. X amount of dollars to be on the uh, on the rosters and all that, but Jesus Christ, at least cover them medically.
0: Yep, Ugh. I think I I'm think roll three hundred days a year. Come yep. on, I think you should cover any active superstar medically, and when they are no longer with the company, they could do like when you leave a job and you get Cobra, you know? Right, and then you can opt out or not. At that point, if you say no, I'm not going to do it, then the company's free and clear. Right. Like that's 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 pretty much it. Like while you are a tenured employee, whether it's on Raw, SmackDown, NXT, whatever the case may be, you you are you're eligible for that. The only exclusions yeah. should be the guys that are doing those per those per uh, those appearance deals. You know, like Gargano, guys like that that get paid per appearance. That's it. Per yeah, appearance deals I, are excluded. I
1: think. I think. I think we we will have to do another episode where we have to talk about what will life be. After Vince and WWE, yeah, I think I think that would be that would be a, he, 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 yeah, because he's he still has his firm grip on what's going on in there.
0: No, hundred um, percent. You know, with that, I th- I think that'll uh, that'll cover up this week's wrestling. Uh, a couple of things: TRSS on the road to fifty, uh, TRS TRSS Podcast uh, Any anything you want to share with us? I know you you got a. Yeah. Uh, a, a new project that you're uh you're very proud of. You've also uh I got to commend you man. You're I saw that you got uh Farouk to do the uh the intro for the show man. Nice work.
1: Oh shit, yo. know, it's you know, yeah. Uh I I think I still had to send him a check for that, but, <laughs> but uh, no. He was a really he was a good guy, man. A real cool dude. Um I I just going to say I I a year ago, I didn't think that I took this as something that was going to be something cool just just some hokey shit to be doing just on on a whim to have fun with and for me to be sitting here to think that I'm going to be doing I'm going up on the 50th episode is crazy like I was just like you got to be kidding me man Yep I, I went through a whole year of this, you know celebrating my 40th birthday coming up and to be doing my 50th episode at the same time it's like fortuitous this is like it's meant to be no, I mean, so, uh, but once as always, I, I we always, as myself, Josie's boy, we, we thank you for, for, for helping us out with that. You, have been great no, putting I've, us at, we're together with that.
0: No, I, I, you know, I, I, I appreciate that. But at the end of the day, you know, you guys, you guys put in the work, I know, you know, with the 50th, with the 50th episode around the corner, you know, and you're, you guys are doing some, some really, some really good stuff. I mean, you know, you're, you're cultivating some, some really great niches, not only with just the sports stuff, but just breaking out the variety, which is good, rounding out the product. Yeah, yeah man. Too, you, I, know.
1: I, 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 you know, we got TRSS Overtime with Matt who's uh, each month is dropping off baseball. Since I can't cover so much on, on the show, Matt comes in. Right. He does uh, TRSS Overtime, uh, views from the 536. Check that out. It's 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 cool, man. And it's real good because he's a young kid. He, he 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 has he has his uh, good insight on baseball. He's sharp. He's witty, and you know he's a cool he's a cool dude, man. And and, and he's been very helpful with putting that together with us here. Also, uh, with fifty coming up, man. Next episode, let me I gotta tell you, next episode. As much as I want to put sports. You know everything that's going on in sports. I'm gonna be ridiculous on what happened this week on the <laughs> fucking draft. I'm yep. pissed. It's like yeah, ugh, and more coverage on that. It's yep. gonna be ridiculous this week. Uh, uh, you also got the to get draft. Shout out
0: to to you're doing your. We uh, did
1: our draft. N- w- no, yeah, the,
0: uh, you're doing the draft. fantasy for NFL also.
1: Oh yeah, that's all, Thanks for reminding me. Yeah, WW. Uh, um, excuse me. We have um, TRS is having a fantasy football draft you guys make sure if you guys want to be part of that get me at uh Santi seven twenty two j a y s a n t i seven twenty two at gmail dot com yep. email me you guys can get in you know, first the uh, first eleven to get in you guys are good Boom. we're solid we're ready to go ripping rare to go got that going right uh make sure you check out my unboxing i helped out with it's uh it's it's, it's something it's just a promotional thing uh, just be sure it, uh, it has nothing to do with TRSS. It's just, gotcha. <laughs> it was something that I thought it was cool. And, um, just big things for us, man. I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for everything else that's going to be coming down for not only us, just for rageworks.net in general, man. We're, we're fucking dope.
0: There you go. <laughs> we're, we out there. Last thing, uh, where can people find you on social? Oh shit. Let me just cut this promo quick. Find me, find
1: (laughs) CRSS, the regular season sportscast, on Facebook. The open page is the open group page. Make sure you check us out on Facebook. That's the regular season sportscast. Be sure to check us out at regular season sports on Instagram. Every day we're putting up something there. Be sure to check us out on Twitter, at the Twitter, at RWJSanti, at RWJSanti. Check out the Snapchat page as well. I do goofy shit there. This is my personal little insight, personal stuff, at Red rw and subscribe to the youtube page yep regular season sports Cat. just added that promotional video that i did the unboxing and more stuff will be coming
0: all right with that said i'm going to put links for all the stuff jay was talking about in this week's notes uh definitely make sure to check out trsspodcast.com for all episodes of trss as they march towards episode 50 <laughs> well, bro,
1: I appreciate the assist this sure, week. Before and before fifty, and before fifty comes out, there will be the best stuff that's happened before fifty. I'll let you guys know when 50's coming. So
0: there you out. go. All right, brother. Thank you for the assist this week. I appreciate it. Thank you, sir.
1: You are honored and blessed <laughs> to have us in your presence, and we are even honored to have you in our circle.
0: Oh, isn't that nice? Peace, Peace
1: love, y'all. Thank
0: Peace. you, boss. Peace. There you have it. Our very own podcast.com as it marches towards episode 50. All links that Jay shared will be in this week's show notes. That is going to wrap up the wrestling segment for this episode of MTR. And with that, it is actually going to wrap up this week's show as well. A couple of things to get out of the way before we close out. Uh, make sure to follow us on social media. You can find us on Facebook. Uh, at official Rageworks. Just look for that on Facebook. You'll find us there. We are Rage underscore works on Twitter and at Rageworks on Instagram. We are also Rageworks on Snapchat as well. Archived episodes of this show will be available in audio format on iTunes, Stitcher, and TuneIn Radio. Hopefully by the end of the week, we will also be on iHeartRadio. And by the end of the month, we will be on Google Play and hopefully Spotify video archives of this show can be found on our youtube channel youtube.com forward official rageworks and of course you can watch the you can watch the video and listen to the audio on rageworks.net just look for my take radio there in the listing for the shows and you can watch our video and listen to our audio as well tomorrow night Thursday 11 p.m. Eastern 8 p.m. Pacific well now officially Thursday. Uh, you will be able to check out the gaming and entertainment edition of MTR. The goal is to be on air at 11 p.m. Uh, subject to change, but 11 p.m. is what we're shooting for for the gaming and entertainment edition of My Take Radio. Of course, you can watch, listen, and chat live by heading over to MTRLive.com. Last but not least, if you're interested in advertising, being a guest, or working with My Take Radio or Rageworks, you can email me rich at rageworks.net. With that, on behalf of myself, Slick, Jay, and the rest of the Rageworks crew, I will see you guys later. Thank you guys for joining us for MTR
1: 353. Peace.